everybody, and welcome on into Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Connolly, joined as always by Megan Gailey. Megan, how are we feeling? Week one of football is past us. We are on to week two. How you doing? Uh, as I texted in our thread at some point this weekend, I hate sports. Um, No, I'm feeling, you know, the nice thing about week one is half the teams lose. And... Every week, actually. Yeah. And so, you 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 know, we go into it going, my team's going to win. And then they don't. They actually don't lose either. But uh, high hopes immediately dashed. I did lose in betting as well. <laughs> you know, I took it on the chin. But it was still very exciting. And it like, I was in Chicago and it was rainy and it was cold. And it really did feel like, hmm, there's something in the air. Oh, there's a really cool cat in my backyard, too. It was okay. a good, like, chilly and a beer weather for football, right, yeah. in Chicago? Yes. But pouring, pouring rain. So nothing else to do but sit inside and exactly. watch football. Exactly. Well, we are going to get to all of our betting woes this week, as well as Megan tomorrow of the week. Megan's Mensch of the week. We will recap week one of the NFL. We're not going to get to all... 32 no, teams, but we're we going to recap it a little bit. Um, we'll look ahead to this week. We got some NBA news, a little MLB, and we'll close it out with some college football. So shall we start with the morons of the week? Yes. So my moron of the week is actually coming from college football. I'm sure you guys have seen this video at by this point. It is the LSU student fan who wandered onto the field, like had was it nude? Was in a cargo cargo shorts with a with a tee? Had no plan. Didn't do any fun event. Didn't didn't do any hijinks. Just simply took a stroll on the field to the 10 yard line and then had to be tackled and dragged off. And honestly, I've been on record of saying teen boys. Ooh, nothing is more upsetting to me than teen boys. Um, and I think it's especially upsetting to me now because at some point I will have a teen boy and it gives me such pause. And this kid who did this has real, my husband energy. This is CJ was a prankster. And so there is part of me that's like, Oh my God, is this going to be Conrad? And if it's Conrad who wants to wander on the field, I'd say, at least give us a show, you know, bring a prop. Show us your penis. Shake your booty. Don't just wander out there like you're checking out your lawn and then be confused why you're tackled by four security officers. Do you think he had an edible or something? Because it was like a leisurely stroll out onto the field. And typically when this happens, it is a run for your life situation. No. And and he just stood there. I honestly think him, him being at such a slow pace allowed him to be out there longer, you know? And, and I, I grew up with a father who told me act like you belong there, you know? So it's like, I'll walk into a hotel. I'm not staying out to use the pool. I'll do a lot of things. Um, but then this is, like, uh, you really know you can't do this. This is definitely not allowed. Now, I wonder if he's banned for life. I bet. I bet. And I hope, like, his fraternity brothers, like, that's worth it for them. Um, How do they enforce a lifetime ban? I think they have your photo everywhere. And I do think that there are cameras everywhere that we don't know about that are just sort of, like, scanning the crowd. Um, Like, AI. Like, Minority Report. I'm guessing LSU has the Minority Report technology just for dumb white boys. Like, they're just like, listen, we know dumb white boys all look the same, but this is like, we need to find this dumb white boy. And he actually may not even be full white, as I'm saying this, based on his looks. It is tough to tell. Okay, so that is your moron of the week. My moron of the week is actually myself, because... After Northwestern started the season with a big win in Dublin, Ireland against Scott Frost, the former head coach of Nebraska. We will get to him later in the show. But after they started with a win in Dublin, I look at the rest of the schedule. I'm like, all right, Duke, they're down. Northwestern gets them at home. We got Miami of Ohio and Southern Illinois before we face a real opponent, which is Penn State. So I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like four and oh, 
Remember, I took the over on wins live on this podcast, so I'm about to win money. Northwestern sitting at 4-0. They're going to be ranked headed into that Penn State game. And the Duke game, it wasn't just the lost, the loss. It is the way that Northwestern lost because they're driving down the field in the fourth quarter. The game couldn't have gone worse. They did not get off to a fast start. I truly believe they are a better team than Duke, but they have a chance to tie the game at the end with about 20 seconds left in the fourth. One of their running backs who has not fumbled in over 320 carries, runs into the end zone, fumbles the ball, and Duke wins as it ends. And it was a bad beat on it, too, because the over did not hit. It was just devastating for Northwestern fans. And I'm so mad that I did it again. I am the moron who believed in this stupid team to be 4-0. A lot of really heartbreaking losses. And maybe it's because we haven't had any football losses in a while. But it seems like this week there, everything was like especially brutal the way the losses happened. Of course. And it really put salt in the wound when I was sitting on my couch at night watching Scott Van Pelt. And he does his segment, Bad Beats. And I said to my husband, Northwestern's going to be on there. And they recapped the whole game. And it was even more painful to watch the second time. Okay, now switching to something more positive. Who is your mensch of the week? My mensch of the week is Bill Belichick because there is a big win this weekend for two head coaches. Both have the name Brian. So a big win for the Giants, White Brian. That's Brian Brian. Dable. Mm -hmm. He beat the Tennessee Titans. And then the Steelers, they also picked up a win in week one. So Bill Belichick is the mensch of the week. He can just text both Brian's and not have to worry about which one it is. Both Black Brian and White Brian were victorious this week. I I say at this point, just get them on one thread, you know, Mm -hmm. and be like, this is my Brian's, you know, like we've got our megaphone of sports thread. I've got a real housewives thread, get a black Brian, white Brian thread, and then avoid all confusion going forward because to have your text messages lead to a class action lawsuit, (laughs) that is power. It doesn't get much worse than that. Okay. My mensch of the week, I've got a few, um, is the U S open an incredible five set match. Um, my men from last week, Francis Tiafo was defeated, but people were talking. CJ, my husband has never watched a lick of tennis. He goes, we're going to the U.S. Open next year. Um, so men to them. Mitch Trubisky, okay? No, it wasn't lights out, but he got a win. I don't know. There's going to be a ton of other wins. The Cincinnati Bengals really crapped their pants, um, but I am happy for him. You know, I'm a Mitchapologist. And then the actual number one mensch of the week is my baby Conrad, who took two cross-country flights and was an absolute angel on both of them. He was getting compliments from people. You know, you get on, you see a baby and he's like a little baby. So it's like, you can't really like do a lot. Um, the most you can offer him is a tit. And so, and I'm the only one that can do that. I I cannot be taking random tits from people on Southwest and people (laughs) definitely not on Southwest, like Delta. Maybe we consider Southwest. No way. Spirit stay away. So I held him up and I said, these are the people depending on you. These people are counting on you to be a good boy and he was and we had a flight attendant who was so sweet so incredible on the way to Chicago and on the way back I'll give myself a little mention of the week shout out I changed a poopy diaper in the airplane bathroom wow that's more impressive than being in the mile high club I'm yes. very happy for you <laughs> it's its own version of the mile high club yeah <laughs> Truly. Um, I just want to throw out there that I think babies should not be allowed on red-eye flights. Red-eye flights. Yeah, and unfortunately, red-eyes are the only straight flights from L.A. to Indy, and I'm like, well... Conrad, you may just never see Indianapolis. (laughs) You may not not ever go to where mama's from. At least you're considerate about that. When he gets a little older, you can take that red-eye flight, right? It's more for myself. Like, it just doesn't seem... Well, and it does piss me off. When you have a baby, everyone's trying to give you damn feedback. And it's like, I've read everything I know. Um, And then they're also like, this is the easiest time. This is the easiest time to do it. And it's like, fuck off. This isn't easy. Everybody has advice on parenting. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody. Oh, um, Eddie, Eddie, 
join us. Do you have Eddie? Do you have a Do you have a moron? Do you have a mensch? I mean, you. I, I, I do. Yeah, I, I um, knew you I, did. The the well, the, my moron of the week can kind of lead into the mentions of the week and then kick off our football discussion here. But you know, all these games that came down in week one to a, a last second field goal, a lot of close games. What are these coaches doing in the offseason that none of them are worrying about the two-minute drills? Actually, Hard Knocks, we did see it. We saw Dan yeah. Kimmel, they did run the two-minute drill. The two that come to mind, number one, the Monday Night Football game, a 200-plus million-dollar quarterback, 64-yard field goal. Like, the percentage of hitting that is just so low. I understand it's a one-point game. I understand McManus is a really good kicker. You, They had over a minute on the clock on the third down snap. It was fourth and five with like 40-plus seconds left, and it didn't run another offensive play, waste all that time. Or that try to draw just, them off sides. That too. But it's just it's just miserable coaching. It's moronic coaching. Uh, you had an entire offseason to, to figure that out. It also happened in the Titans-Giants game where and Vrabel, who's been around the block, and like the play call they made, I don't know if you guys saw, but they snapped the ball. You have Derrick Henry the best power running back yeah. in the entire NFL. You take Ryan well. Tannehill, he loses four yards and does a uh, like a weird bootleg thing, and they end up missing the field goal. Those four yards they lost really was like, the like because of the exactly. Yeah. And then and then my Giants win. So my my mention of the week is Brian Dayball going for two, getting the Giants in position to win that game. And thanks for the, the morns of the week, the head coach in the NFL, Mike Bravel being one of them. Um, so that those are my two picks. And, Nathaniel uh, Hackett is big moron. He's number yeah. one. He's he's probably going to be number one. It, it was terrible. You had an entire offseason to correct that. And maybe we need more players playing in the preseason to understand these kind of environments and understand these elements that go on because you don't really practice for that. It's just like, what do you – you just wasted all of July and August and you lost the game you should have won versus a bad team. I Not only like that, that, Eddie, but they also spent their money on Russell Wilson so that in situations like this, you have a quarterback that can pick up the first down. Yeah. I mean, and this is now the second time. I mean, we all – remember the terrible um, play calling by Pete Carroll at the end of that Super Bowl. But also McManus, who is a good kicker, I think I have the stat right, is one for eight on kicks over 60 yards because 60 yards is really fucking long. Um, and you're in a very hostile environment on the road. A really, I, I guess- Outdoors! In his defense, he goes, yeah, we probably should have gone for it. You know, so it's like, I think there should be some sort of rigorous mental gymnastics that these coaches need to be going through. Like, I don't know if it's a scared straight, but they need to be putting themselves in these situations where they're having to make these tough calls, um, which I guess we're saying aren't even that tough. But um, yeah, as we see, I mean, that's a coordinator going to a head coaching position. And it's like, listen, I'm not saying I could do it, but you're being paid the big bucks I, I there's also part of me that like feels so bad because it's so embarrassing <laughs> to like lose so poorly and it clearly be this one man's fault now could should they not be in that position because they had two fumbles within the 10 yes all of those things but um ooh, Monday night football I'd also like to give a more on of the week maybe why are we having the Emmys on a Monday night going against the first Monday night football game of the week couldn't we have it on a Tuesday yesterday it was back to baseball again I could have had the Emmys and baseball there yeah so I don't know who did that programming but I'll nominate them for more on too all right well okay. should we stick with that game before we recap yes. our terrible bets I think we should yes. because we just we just hit on that game the Monday night game Russell Wilson's return home to Seattle and um, we he all lost. saw the suit I actually I thought the mint green I love that color um, my friend Sydney Washington wore that to the Emmys and looked Ooh. incredible in it um, so I think that's a really beautiful color. It, it felt almost Goodfellas-esque, the fabric, but um, he is such, it's not even a corn ball. He's such a Jesus ball <laughs> that it's like, I don't understand how you have this loss and think Jesus still likes you. Well, it's funny because up until Monday, I, I liked Russ. I was all about letting Russ cook. I was, I was, I was into it. Um, I think I probably gave him more credit. I thought he was a better quarterback than he really is. And he played all right on Monday night. He wasn't the problem on Monday night. But um, after reading some of the stories that have come out, I've kind of changed my tune on Russell Wilson just a little bit. Um, it seems now that Pete Carroll 
and the locker room. Things have completely changed. We know Pete Carroll is a defensive minded coach. Russell Wilson had a problem with it. Um, Russell Wilson, a lot of players said, got way too much credit for the Legion of Boom era when it was primarily based on defense. So it seems that Russ leaving Seattle may have been the best thing for this team. And then this really got me. After they lost, oh, this is so good. After the game, there were reports that someone from the Seahawks staff connected their speaker to the Browns locker room and started playing. Broncos. Oh, I'm sorry. They, I confused that. Let me restart. Eddie, you're going to have to edit this. Um, There were reports after the game that somebody from the Seahawks staff connected to the speaker in the Broncos Mm -hmm. locker room and they started playing future. And a lot of you may be thinking, why is this a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because future allegedly once had intercourse with Russell Wilson's wife. They had intercourse way more than once. I think this is so, pardon my French, effed all the way up. And like the thing is to do this to Russell Wilson, who is, oh my God, the captain of the God Squad. He's not going to come back and, you know, he's going to go, well, I'm playing for him. Future is one. Like, it's like, I, I dare, I dare. Dare the Seahawks to do this to someone who will come and beat the shit out of them. I can't imagine. Can you imagine? Like, it's, 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 I think it's almost evil. I I need to go and watch the post-game footage now with Russell Wilson just to see his reaction because he probably looks like he saw a ghost. Now, we have sources um, that have informed us that when Russell Wilson was with the Seahawks, they were not allowed to play future whatsoever during warm-ups, during anything. So this is I very triggering sense. for Russ. I I totally think he's in the right on this. Like I, I'm, I, I do, I do. I'm sorry. I've had sex with a lot of male comedians. Do you think my husband's playing their albums in our house? No, most of them are losers. But it's like I, I just yes, the, I think it's okay for Russell Wilson to have an embargo on future music. Well, I love that. I love this revenge. I'm, I'm very happy for the Seahawks. Of course. I honestly like wonder, like Future and Russell Wilson could not be further apart. Like, has did Sierra overcorrect? Because, you know, after, we all know that they were celibate. Um, they like became born again virgins. Even though Russell Wilson was married, Sierra was married, I believe too. I, does she like him? I think that's a valid question. Valid question. Um, I mean, I know he's really rich. He's really rich, but like, so is she. But like, he's, you know, fly on a jet to go to the grocery store rich at this point. I mean, she Uh, looks great in orange too. No, she, she can carry off any color, any color. Even that neon green, she looks gorgeous in. But I I truly am like, is there marriage real? This dork. Their kids are beautiful. So last week we talked about Giselle showing up at the door of Bill Belichick in a trench coat and sleeping with him. This week, the revenge is, you know, Sierra, Future, Russ, music. What do we think? Honestly, if I was a Broncos teammate, I would need to become very well versed in Future's music catalog because I'd be afraid a song would come on and I would just start bopping my head to it. And I don't want to get, you know... holy water sprayed in my eye. I don't even know what he does to fight people. Takes takes ashes from Ash Wednesday and dumps them on them. But in the spirit of Christianity, Russell Wilson should be all about forgiveness, right? So can't he forgive this and move on? I don't know. Right? Why does he still have a vendetta against future? That's a great point. That's a great point. Okay, let's talk about our bets. Um, These were not great points. We both are down $50. Um, Megan placed a homer bet on the Colts to cover. And it looked really... Yeah, that that I also think was like a smart bet. Like the Colts seemed like they could beat the Texans. I didn't know one person on the Texans. I was like, Davis Mills is still there. Okay, great. Had no (laughs) idea. Couldn't... I didn't even know Lovey Smith was their coach. I knew nothing about them 
And well, your Colts were favored by seven points and it. They went down big and made a comeback. And there were a lot of moments there where I thought they really were going to cover. I thought they were going to pull it off for you. Yeah. And then there was a moment where I texted you and I said, well, they're going to win, but they're not going to cover. Which and I then that did more than happy with. And then that didn't happen either. So not only did your Colts not win, they didn't cover and they tied. And now we're without a kicker. Rodrigo, respect the specs, was waived yesterday. It breaks my heart. I know it was the right decision. I think being a mother has made me a softie. I really don't like seeing these grown men flounder. I feel so bad. And the thing is, it's like, who are who's going to kick at this point? I'm like, get Conrad a fucking tryout. Well, all the good kickers have been claimed. We, we know how fantasy works. There's none left. And, and the Colts have I some problems. You, yeah, can please. I tell you the jerseys that my mother has bought for my husband? Victor Oladipo, Pacers jersey. He gone. Karis Levert, Pacers jersey. He gone. He's had a damn cup of coffee on the Pacers. And Rodrigo Blankenship, Colts jersey. He all the way gone. And so, Is there like, anybody you want the Colts to get rid of? Uh, have, have my mom buy him that jersey. Yeah, Peggy, get her out shopping. Can she Me. buy a Tony La Russa jersey, please? Yeah, she could. She, she'll get one <laughs> specially made. Um, oh. My bets did not hit either. And part of the problem was I needed your Colts to win in Sorry. the parlay. So uh, that one was scrapped. Um, I also bet a Hunter Henry anytime touchdown. That didn't happen because the Patriots offense stinks. Um, I gave out a mega lock of the week for Devontae. Oh, not Devontae Adams. Jesus, I'm thinking the wrong Packers guy. Randall Cobb, anytime touchdown. That didn't happen either because the Packers offense doesn't look very good. So it was a very bad betting weekend for the Megans. You know how like when you play a slot machine and you get like all X's and sometimes like if you get all losses, you win. I think that should happen for your parlay. I think they should be like, wow, none of these hit. That's actually extraordinary. Um, Okay, so I do have my bet ready for this upcoming week. Okay, let's hear it. I am taking the Tampa Bay Bucks at Two and a half over the Saints, for sure. I'm willing to put my own mega lock on that. I think this is a given. Wow. Yep. Okay, so you're putting all $50 on that. All 50 bucks on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ooh, that's a song. (laughs) Okay. Well, on the contrary, I have the New Orleans Saints covering in my parlay. You bitch. (laughs) I do. I have them covering. The Saints have had Tampa's number since Brady has been there. Brady's offensive line doesn't look very good. He lost another lineman this week. I like the Saints here. Um, I have the Rams money line against the Falcons, and I have it parlayed with the Buffalo Bills money line against Tennessee. It comes together at plus 245. So we're going head to head. Head to head. That is our betting segment of the week. All right. So we hit on um, the Colts a little bit. We hit on the Patriots a little bit. Do you have anything more to add? Do we want to recap the Colts game at all? Or should we should we move on to our next team? Absolutely not. <laughs> not one thing? No. Um, I, Jonathan Taylor looked pretty good. And my concerns over us not having wide receivers came true. So... You know, everything I knew was going to be an issue is kind of an issue. But we did not lose for the 10th year in a row. So we tied. I honestly wish they would have lost. Um, A tie feels icky. Icky. I just want to point out for the Patriots, Kendrick Bourne, who is apparently their number one wide receiver, played just two snaps. And on one of them, it was a 41-yard reception. Apparently, he is in the doghouse with Belichick because he was late to a preseason game and potentially late to another practice. So therefore, they only played him two snaps in a division game that could potentially mean something for the Patriots. So can we just knock this nonsense off? Like, punish him some other way. Just please don't fuck with these games, damn it. Also, it's like, Bill, you, a guy pretended, a a guy didn't pretend, a guy purposely got in a car accident. Like, maybe we got to find them. Maybe we got to change the punishment a little bit. 
Also, like, if you're going to punish him, don't play him at all. Two snaps and one's for 41 yards and you're going to bench the guy? What the hell? Yeah. I bet I'm Max pissed. upset. Okay. Yeah, Andy's got um, a bad back. So the Giants win with White Brian. Okay. I think one of the most surprising oof, losses of the week was the Packers to the Vikings. And maybe not that they lost, but in the fashion that they did. The Packers looked bad. Um, Aaron Rodgers, much like Matt Ryan maybe, doesn't really have anyone to throw to. And when you have a great quarterback who is kind of an asshole and psycho, they still need targets. They still need people to throw to. Um, This is a divisional game. Um, The Bears also won. And and it's like, I I don't know. I, I honestly do think it Maybe is time to hit panic for the Packers. Wow, already. Yep, yep. You are pressing that panic button. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to say I think the Minnesota Vikings are a good team. I am with Harry. Harry is all in on the Vikings. I'm not quite all in yet, but I'm in on the Vikings. I think they are a sleeper Super Bowl pick. A um, Super Bowl? Yeah, the NFC, very weak. Very weak. All right. No, I think they're a good team too. But I have not given up on the Packers yet, and here's why. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we are forgetting, Mercury is retrograde. Right now, everybody, Mercury is retrograde. So for those of you listening, like, what the hell is she talking about? This is something that astrologists study And Mm -hmm. this is something that impacts our lives, allegedly, especially if you're a crystal person. And as we know, Aaron Rodgers is dating a crystal person. So according to scientists, nothing apart from an optical illusion described above, it's like Mercury kind of goes missing because we, Earth revolves in 365 days. Mercury is only 88 days. But according to astrologists, this can be a disastrous time for communication, travel, facets ruled by the planet Mercury, named for the Roman god who ruled the same. This might sound like a fairly specific concern, but according to astrologers, Mercury's perceived movement can affect listening, speaking, learning, reading, researching, negotiating, all Mm -hmm. formal contracts and agreements. So right now, is not a time for change. This is not the time to be making bold decisions if you are a crystal person because Mercury is retrograde. So I did a little show prep, did a little research because I saw Aaron Rodgers struggling a little bit and I thought, Mm -hmm. what the hell is going on? It hit me, Mercury's retrograde. So I went back and I looked at his record the past five years that Mercury's been in retrograde. So um, he's gone 10 and 10. He's 500 while Mercury is retrograde. So I don't know if it's impacting him that much. Well, but but maybe once this woman came into his life, then Mercury has a stronger pull over him because summer moon blue earth is, you know, summoning it. This, this could be very true. So then I, I took a deeper dive because the part of Mercury retrograde, it has to deal with your signs or whatever. So like mm-hmm. it affects different yes. signs in a different way. I, and so, I'm nodding along because I live in Los Angeles and this is big news out here. Um, when Mercury, I know people, they'll cancel pitches. They won't, they'll, uh, you can blame anything on Mercury being in retrograde. I had a breakup. I have my period, my house burned down, all of these Mercury in retrograde. All right, I kind of think these people are crazy, but we're going to go with it. We are going to go with it. So Aaron Rodgers is a Sagittarius. So this is how Mercury retrograde is affecting Sagittarius's right now. Not feeling the vibe. Oh, Eddie, can you put a little like, like crystal-y music yeah, like, uh, in Ms. here? Yeah, Cleo music. Yeah, Eddie, I need that put in here. Okay, not feeling the vibe? If so, it makes sense because Mercury is stationing retrograde in your 11th house of community on September 9th, which may leave you feeling like leaving the party even though you've just arrived. If you're on the outs with your click, it may be time to communicate and get to the bottom of what went wrong. So Aaron Rodgers on the outs with his wide receivers. He needs to communicate, figure out what went wrong. However, this may not indicate trouble in your friend group at all. But what if he doesn't have any friends? And was he ever on the in with his click? 
you you bring up a valid point, but let's let's keep reading. Instead, it speaks to the process of reconnecting with old colleagues, acquaintances, and teammates you've lost touch with. Mm, okay. All right. Um, after all, they might have something to teach you. Prepare to learn a lot about what makes a team work together rather than against each other. I think this is speaking perfectly, not only to Aaron Rodgers, but to the Packers as well. Okay, but the truth is, if he wants to reconnect with Devontae Adams, he cannot because he's on a different team now. So he can't throw to him. Well, maybe him and Mike McCarthy, like, you know, they they get along. They have a phone call. Maybe he gets back together with his family. Okay, speaking, I think, Megan, this is an incredible theory. Um, speaking of some people that need... So Packers some... fans, though, don't worry. Mercury's no. just in retrograde, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. He's going to reconnect with these teammates. They're going to figure it out. They're going to get back on track. They need, to, they need some sage. Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. There was this stat going around yesterday. The only team to not score a touchdown. The only team... Every other team, we're talking Jets, we're talking Lions, we're talking Texans. Every other team scored a touchdown but the Dallas Cowboys. And that's not all of the bad news. Dak Prescott, oh boy, also left the game, now needs surgery, broke his throwing hand. Not good. And Jerry Jones is saying, oh, it may only be four weeks. But the timeline is looking closer to eight probably. So the the panic button is hit. The memes have been incredible. The the talk as do they go get Jimmy G? Cam Newton was trending yesterday. Do they bring all of his hats to Texas? What what are they going to do or do they stick with Cooper Rush? <gasps> Megan, I I watched this game. Um I know you did. It, mm. It's really I, I tweeted the other day. I, I kind of feel bad for Cowboys fans. It's they just are so hopeful um, and so loud and bold. And I can't remember a happy moment for them in the last five years. It's been a while. It's been a really long time. And one of my favorite reports coming out of this catastrophe in Dallas is the report that Dak Prescott is a quick healer. He heals very quick. I just think that's that's such a I mean, he broke his hand, not just yeah. his not throwing hand. This is his throwing hand. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has a no trade clause, so they'd have to work Which out something wave. there. Yeah. Uh, I think he should go for it and be the starter in Dallas. But everyone's like, oh, Trey Lance didn't look very good. I am not putting any merit towards that game. I'm not even thinking about that game. There was it was puddles so on the ground. Rain. Yeah, puddles on the ground. I am not making any decisions about what I think about Trey Lance until I see him in a field that's not flooded. And George Kittle was out. It it was truly a like recess game. Like it was it was madness there. Um, I think what kind of compounds the bad news is before Dak went out, they looked terrible. The mm-hmm. offensive line is still bad. Ezekiel Elliott is not getting it going. C.D. Lamb didn't look great. Like, even if he comes back in six weeks, um, and I'm on this podcast offering up my breast milk to pour onto his hand, if that will help him heal. I want good things for Dak. I really do. I enjoy him. That season of Hard Knocks did really make me like him. So, I, only frozen breast milk. I'm not giving him, I'm not shipping any fresh stuff. But, uh, they're... <laughs> Gold- you can start yeah, gold exactly. belling off uh, yes, breast milk. Absolutely. I'm going to send him some Cinnabon and some breast milk. <laughs> I, I think he comes back in six weeks at best and they are still bad. Well, they're not putting him in IR, allegedly, because they think it could be only four, potentially. Uh, and then so he's going to come back and then get the shit kicked out of him again? I guess so. I was very bummed out with this game because I, as we all were, so excited for NFL Sunday, so excited for red zone, so excited for seven hours of uninterrupted football. And I was exhausted after those two overtime games, like just dead. And then I, I kind of, you know, I got, I got my mojo back for the Sunday night game and I was ready for it. I was ready to hate, hate on Brady. I was ready to yell at my TV about how I want people to hit him and I want him to throw a pick and all of those good things. And this game was just so boring. It wasn't great. 
It was like, I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. You know, like so much yeah. build up, so much fun. I have said this before. Less cowboys on prime time. I know. I know there's America's team. I know the ratings. They're not good games. Never. Like, can you just smile upon us and and just take a ratings hit so we can watch something good for damn once? Also, and I know he's never going to do this. He's truly a delusional psychopath. Jerry Jones, fire yourself as GM. You're <laughs> not good at it. You're very bad. Maybe take a step back. Even let your son do it. Just stop. Take a sabbatical. The team sucks. I couldn't be more with you. All right, let's move on to this week. You have Colts against the Jags. This is a revenge game for the Indianapolis Colts, who last year missed out on the playoffs because they suffered a loss at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. How are you feeling? If they don't win this game, I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch for the rest of the season. Oh, my God. You're being so dramatic. Megan, if they do not beat the Jacksonville Jaguars after what happened last week, I am not going to watch them for the rest of the season. Mark her words. Can everybody. I take this back? Absolutely. Well, I flip flop <laughs> for sure. I, I just, it's at it, home. I think you'll be good. Oh, boy. I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I am, I can't, yeah, that's how I feel. At a true, at a true loss, at a true loss. Well, my Um, Patriots are playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Who are coming off a big time emotional high. That probably makes their fans feel worse about their team because they didn't look so good. I mean, they forced Joe Burrow into what? Four turnovers? Four interceptions. Yeah. And a lost fumble. And they sacked him seven times and they still barely won the game. It had to go into overtime and then TJ Watt tore his pec. Not great. So Steelers fans shouldn't be feeling very good. But as a realistic Patriots fan who has followed this preseason and has followed the game on Monday, I know that there are no gimme wins for this Patriots team. Um, I do think they come away with a win here in in Pittsburgh, just given the circumstances. But I think it's going to be really close. All right. I mean, I I can sense that because you're not willing to bet on them. But I love that we're no, going staying head to head in the betting. We are. Um, uh, before we move on to NBA, I need your quick thoughts on Brownie the Elf. I get what they're doing. They're trying to be like, look, can you hate this little tiny elf while we have this sexual misconduct rampant loser on our team and it's like yeah I can I can hate whoever I want and Brownie the Elf is one of them and I do have to say I was traveling Monday and so when you're traveling during NFL season it's all NFL gear you know Mm -hmm. and I I mean more on me I only had clean Colts clothes so I'm walking around in clothes of a team that tied everyone's like what's this bitch up to the most NFL gear I saw was Browns and it made me sick to my stomach. I hated it. It was all men. I did not see any women in it, but it was now was our gate right next to a a gate that was going to Cleveland. Yes. But I'm like, this is a bummer because you like see these men in it and you're just like, I don't like you. And it's like so bold to be wearing it Mm -hmm. and so in your face. And it's like, I hope... If I'm on Southwest and I see a man in Browns gear, I'm sitting way far away. Um, so Brownie the Elf, fuck you too. I will say for women, those colors are tougher to pull off, but you're right. It was. It is always only men in the brown stuff. Um, I will just say Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback to I have him. right now if you want Browns fans to get back on your side or just NFL fans yes, to get back on your incredible. side because he's so wonderful. And yes. I was so happy to see him get a win, even though I hate the Browns. I mean, he's been through it all in the NFL oh, yep. and I was thrilled for him. I know it was against the Panthers and we wanted Baker's revenge, but Jacoby getting that win, it was, 
it was good to see. We both love Jacoby. You obviously worked with him. He was on my Colts, was our Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. He he really is an incredible person. All he wants is a starting job. He does have one, so we are happy for that. Um, I, I would wonder what he would say if he knew it was off the record. I, I have to imagine he's not thrilled um, no. with the Browns organization and with Deshaun. No, I don't. Would be my guess. I feel like most people in the locker room feel that way. Speaking of not thrilled, as we move to NBA news, the big story coming out this week, Suns owner Robert Sarver has been suspended for one year and fined $10 million after a year-long investigation, an investigation as long as the suspension did find that he clearly violated workplace standards. He used the N-word at least five times. Love that there's an amount of times in there. Like if you were betting the over-under on how many times he used the the N-word, if you had six... And and he's an equal opportunity offender because he also had um, instances of what they're calling inequitable contact towards female employees, including sex-related comments. So racist and sexist, pretty impressive. But here's the kicker. The investigation made no finding that Mr. Sarver's workplace misconduct misconduct was motivated by racial or gender-based how do we see this word? Bias? Animus. 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 I think this is such bullshit. I um I, I don't understand the difference between this and what Donald Sterling did, except for that Donald Donald Sterling was caught on tape. Um I this, yeah, just make him sell the team. This is, and and the thing is, so he's not uh, allowed to be in charge of the team for a year. So his wife is. Like, I I I truly wonder how. The players feel he has a black head coach. I I have to imagine they wanted him gone. I think everyone's disappointed in this. I think this is a real cop-out, especially from a league that we like to think is the gold standard when it comes mm-hmm. to leading the way in in equity and ending racism and putting women first. Um, or second, you know, we'll take we'll take a close <laughs> second even. Disappointing. Disappointing. $10 million to this guy? This is fucking nothing. It's, it's amazing just, that this guy and Dan Snyder can still own it, sports it, franchises. And it feels like from the NFL, you kind of expect it. From the NBA, it's extra. It's extra disappointing. We haven't heard anything from Dan Snyder in a while. wonder how he's doing. I'm sure he's like tied up in some sort of sex dungeon. <laughs> um, so that's the only NBA news. Uh, the season starts kind of soon. I mean, we mentioned that last week, too, I guess. I know. I know. We're on to football. We can talk about them later. Okay, in Major League Baseball, it is still going on. I know we've been a little distracted because of football, but there is a big AL Central race between the White Sox and Cleveland, and Cleveland just can't stop winning, but there is some hope, a glimmer of hope for White Sox fans. Um... Tony LaRussa had a pacemaker put in, and that's not the glimmer of hope. Tony, we're thinking about you, but he is cleared to travel, not cleared to manage. I think that so, is the glimmer of hope for the White Sox. So he's, like, allowed to go on, like, a golfing trip? Like, where yep. is he traveling if he's not flying for the team? Like, well, he could he travel with home, the team. He can't manage oh, them. N- stay at home, Tony. Nobody <laughs> needs you traveling with the team. Let's leave the elder at home until he is called upon. Maybe Do we just, think he's just getting hammered on the plane? He's like, I can't manage, but I could travel. Uh, I don't even know. I, like, who is his doctor? Kevorkian? Like, what is going on? It's, it's uh, Megan, I feel so bad for you. Like, I can't imagine, if you had any other manager, if you had any other coach, you'd be better. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very frustrating. You could frustrating. have Hackett as your coach, and I think the White Sox would be better. Nathaniel Hackett will take you. I mean, he might be fired soon, too, so. Oof, okay, we are just having really great transitions today, because switching gears to NCAA football, Scott Frost, poor one out. Oh boy, I, I am. I'm sh- honestly shocked he lasted this long. It. Uh, I. I. You were saying leave him in Dublin, Nebraska. Who, fans do have an inflated concept of what their team is all about, but finally let go. And and a beloved um, 
alumni of that football program, but a bad record and just couldn't get anything positive going. What I'm surprised about is it happened now because if Nebraska waited a few more weeks, they saved themselves seven and a half million dollars because his buyout was double firing him on Sunday, which is when they fired him. Just save that money. That's so much corn. Seven and a half million dollars is like a state fair haul of corn. Yeah, they could have kept him for two more weeks or three more weeks and saved themselves that much money. And instead, Scott Frost gets this big payday. I don't feel bad for him at all. I mean, he's getting paid like $16 million to not coach football. And he'll probably have another job in two years or he'll end up on Fox like Urban Meyer. I want to be a football coach. This is dumb. You know who I do think they should hire? Um, I think the search, you don't even need to conduct interviews. I want them to hire the, it's corn kid. That is the face of Nebraska football there. Okay. That could bring back Nebraska football. That could help recruiting. I think you have that kid visit the campus, part of videos, part of social media. He gets sponsored. Let's give him an NIL, whatever he wants. That brings back Nebraska football. And I know he's from Iowa, but the thing is, Iowa doesn't have a coaching vacancy. So bribe him to Nebraska. Tell him it's Iowa. He's not going to know. No, he's no, no chance. He'll know. Um, Elsewhere in college football, Texas almost beat Alabama. And it was a great game. It was. Uh, But the bad news for Texas is they did lose their mullet quarterback. So um, he was in a sling on the sideline. I'm not sure how long it looks like he's going to be out, but that's obviously bad news for games going forward. Um, Oh boy. Uh, Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Appalachian State, they're like they're like the 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 lesser Purdue. You know, Purdue is is the um see, I'm Mercury in retrograde because like I can't think of any words right now. And it's also because I'm sleep deprived. My child was up since uh 3 a.m. Oh, because God. he's teething and has a cold. But what is it? In uh, what what's the word? I want to no, I want to come I want to um upset. It's an upset. And I'm upset. <laughs> it's wild. I couldn't come up with that word. It's my it's my resting state. I love App State because they beat what? They beat Michigan years ago, yeah. right? In historic yeah. opening weekend. Yeah, historic upset, and then they come back, beat Texas A&M. I love the videos of these Appalachian Mountain students <laughs> celebrating and running <laughs> through <laughs> the streets. <laughs> you think they just put deliverance on big screens? Um, okay, so Notre Dame has fallen to 0 and 3. The coach is so hot. It makes me really sad. Here at Megan Fun of Sports, we do have a Notre Dame expert. Eddie, you can say no. Do you want to come on and get anything off your chest? Uh just quickly on on the quarterback switch and the 0 and 2. I mean, everyone kind of figured they're going to go 0 and 1. Obviously, the Marshall loss is not something you put on the the schedule. You figured your second potential loss maybe BYU October 8th. Maybe Clemson in November, maybe even on the road uh, versus SC um, after Thanksgiving. But you know, Drew Pine is a guy. He's a, he has more uh, experience than than Tyler Buckner. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's not. Uh, he's a four star recruit. He's not a bad option at quarterback. He just lost the the competition in the off season. So I still think they're going to be you know maybe almost improved at the quarterback position the here and now because Buckner is is very green. Like he hasn't he hasn't shown the ability to control or, or manage the game really. Um, I think they're going to win this game versus Cal. They're wearing the green jerseys at home. Uh, Ooh, so I, you love the green jersey. That's your profile picture. Yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to a, finally a victory. And, you know, some coaches, some very successful coaches start off uh, pretty slow. And I, I think Marcus Freeman will be fine. Uh, also remember, his guys that he recruited aren't here yet. These are still Brian Kelly's guys. We know it's going to be a transition year. Um, obviously not having a, a stable quarterback like they had Jack Cohn who came in from Wisconsin last year. That, that affects these teams. There's kind of holes in the offensive line. Very, very thin a receiver. It was bound to happen, but I think they'll they'll rebound and have a, a fine season. So I'm not too worried yet. Okay, well, Eddie, I, that was really pos- I mean, not not really positive, but I think you're being really rational. I, can you? What are you taking? <laughs> I need some of that because I just said I wasn't going to watch the Colts. Well, well also, so I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not like you know, Megan. You put in the the rundown, I believe too. Like Marshall has some players. Like they have some five star mm-hmm. transfers, which is totally true. Like this transfer portal. It's one thing that you know, college football fans have to remember. Yeah. This transfer portal changes kind of everything because teams like Marshall, these programs that normally have these players 
players are now going to get guys that want to come in there and just to play. And they had some impressive players. And again, they should not have lost the game that day. Like I mean, they were like a three score favorite. But uh, I, I could see where things got away from them when you have an inexperienced quarterback, you have a brand new head coach, and you have players on Marshall who are probably better than advertised. So it's bound to happen. Yeah, this Marshall quarterback was a transfer from Texas A and M, and I think that's one of the Ooh. biggest thing you're going to see now with all of these exactly. transfers is guys who aren't starting at Ohio State or Clemson or wherever. I mean, you name whatever Power 5 program, they're going to go to another program where they can start and they can get tape and they can do all those things. And they also have a movie starring Matthew McConaughey. So (laughs) they got a lot. Before we say goodbye, um, last week we debuted the segment of the turnover chain in college football and just suggesting different ideas for different colleges for their version of the turnover chain. Last week I brought up BYU should have a chastity belt turnover chain. And this week I have decided that Notre Dame should have a rosary turnover chain as part of theirs. So work on that, Notre Dame. I would like to see it on the sidelines, the rosary for turnovers. Okay, and then I'm going to suggest Russell Wilson make those for the Broncos defense and give them out as well. <laughs> I would love to see it. Rosaries being handed out on the sidelines definitely <laughs> ensure a victory for your teams. Um, a great week one of football. So, so much fun to watch. I feel like I'm going to be able to watch even more this week because I will not be traveling. Um, and I'm excited to go head to head against you. Wow. I picked Tampa Tom. You're going against him. He is on my fantasy team. The league that I'm in with my husband, we're sitting at number two and number three in the league. The Gailey Toledano household's feeling good about that. I love that. The Megans and Eddie will be together in person this weekend in Los Angeles. We are very excited. Some people have said to me in messages, like, I'm so excited for you guys to meet. We have met. We've met. Just once in person, but, um, you know. But I was pregnant and very sick at the time. You didn't Um, look it. You were meeting like a ghost of me. I probably look worse now. Um, But I'll throw some makeup on. I'll get some dry shampoo in. I'm making us a reservation. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm going to be going to my very first wrestling event, and I cannot wait. I am like outfit planning. I am pumped. Well, don't over outfit plan. You can pretty much wear anything. (laughs) Like the more casual, the better. I want people to think I'm the Mrs. Mistress, though. Ooh. Yeah. I I could see that for you. Maybe we'll get you you. in a (laughs) storyline. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. We will see you all next week. Bye. Go Colts.